What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever News! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way, you'll always be notified and get the Forever News. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, so for starters, of course, we got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments we got a big announcement on the wrapping up of twin star exorcist big big deal there we got the total sales for a couple of different series including seraph of the end and world trigger very very big story that i was honestly shocked it got this global regarding naruto and its premiere 19 years ago and something recently that happened that was on cnn big update for jujutsu kaisen zero's film we got very unfortunate news regarding the director of eden zero anime something recently um was just brought to my attention uh that he passed away so we're gonna dive a little into that but also i guess on the brighter side of things regarding eden zero um some good news for the future of the anime but yeah we'll talk about it we got some cool stuff regarding coach akame and dragon ball bunch of really cool stuff regarding saikyo jump and all of their manga that they got in there and they got some you know big titles the manga major for major fans you're not gonna like this one very interesting update regarding one piece strong world you're gonna be like what yes strong world the film we'll talk about it very heartwarming and sad and just in general you're going to be like holy cow letter from yuki tabata author of black clover from the latest volume of the manga i believe it was volume 30 yeah it was very touching to say the least so we're gonna take a look at it small hunter hunter update kaguya sama love is war fans um yeah you're not gonna like this one small update regarding jujutsu kaisen and funimation big updates for the future of the boruto anime the new chunin exams we got all the scoop here here. We're gonna take a look. Shueisha taking a massive L, trying to do some stuff that honestly was kind of messed up, but yeah. We got the new jump volumes and their ranking so far. Small update from the new series from the creator of Death Note. Demon Slayer's Mugen Train is also now available on other platforms, even though we got the TV anime that's coming this Sunday, but yeah. Small update from Pokemon Secrets of the Jungle. Pretty big story regarding a manhwa and some plagiarism that went down, and the plagiarism had to do with Monster, the big series Monster alongside Evangelion big stuff there small update for Tokyo Revengers a one shot that's being re-released and a big update to a certain degree I guess you would say big regarding the Dragon Ball Super superhero film and a new visual we got that for me in my eyes is cementing something big but we'll talk about it and yeah people those are all the stories we have for today's episode without further ado let's jump into another exciting episode of whatever the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you Okay, people, so first on the docket, we got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Let's take a look. For starters, it's really dope because there was a special chapter of Don to Don I told you guys about that was going to be released in Weekly Shonen Jump. And we got an author comment from Yuki Nobu Tatsu, author of Don to Don. He said, Don to Don is serialized on Jump Plus in Japanese. Please check it out. Basically being a true bona fide hustler and coming through and be like, yo, yo, I got some new product over here. Different magazine. Come through. Shout outs to Yuki Nobu Tatsu. 
We got Ichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I can't forget the taste of the endomame crackers I had at a certain shop. So I've been eating a ton of endomame snacks. Kudos to Oda. Enjoy your snacks. Then we got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen, baby. They said, I like the seedless grapes with the skin you don't eat. The ones from the Yamanashi seem really good. He likes grapes, fam. Why not? Then <laughs> we got the authors of PPPP by Polo 3. To those who sent me fan mail, thank you so much. It made me so happy. Just wanted to share that. It looks like maybe things are going good for PPPPP. Why not? Then we got Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall. Things that are bad for you are so tasty, but it's bad that it's bad for you. Yeah, 1000%. That's pretty much almost everything if you think about it. Like anything you can think about that, oh my God, it tastes so good. It feels so good. It's bad for you. We got Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. I used vinegar all over my bathroom and vanquished years of filth. It felt so good. A little bit of spring cleaning, even though we're in fall, but yeah, we're going to call it spring cleaning. Why not? We got Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days. I got a pretty bad headache as a side effect from the vaccine. To everyone who's going to be getting one soon, take care. Oof, I ain't gonna lie. That's one of my kryptonites. A headache, a migraine, that takes me completely out the picture of anything. Any plans I have, any work I got, anything, a headache, especially a severe one, kills it for me so best wishes and mad positive vibes and all that jazz to yuto suzuki i can't mess with headaches man then finally we got yuki kawaguchi author of the hunter's guild red hood i think the gator sandals i've been wearing since high school are so worn down that they're slanted i've lost two centimeters well just want to send some support your way fam so you can buy some new sandals and yeah people those were the weekly shonen jump author comments i did take off a few of the regulars that we normally cover just because i usually cover only about like four or five series in the weekly shonen magazine author comments so i was like I'm, I'm doing so much on weekly shonen jump author comments and i don't do the same so let me kind of even it out a little bit next up we got an update on twin star exorcist it seems as though the series is going to be coming to an end according to this it says according to yoshiaki sukeno's latest comments in jump square issue number 11 twin star exorcist final arc will be ending its first part next month and only two more parts are left and the exact quote was i'm planning the final arc to have three parts next month is the end of part one so essentially we're closing in on the end which i want to say was announced a while ago that it was you know in the final stretch or something like that but yeah i've heard about this manga i want to say it was five six years ago now at that it was like towards the end of naruto i remember masashi kishimoto the creator of naruto came out and recommended twin star exorcist and i watched the anime and i i ain't gonna lie i really didn't like the anime i hated it to be honest with you uh but i heard the manga is totally different ball game so maybe at some point again in the future when i have some time i'll check it out but yeah twin star exorcist fans the, the final arc will be ending its first part next month two parts to go you can expect I'm, I'm not really sure when to expect it to end because you know a part could last two three years five years whatever the case may be you never know so enjoy it while it's still here next up we got a couple of updated sales for a few different series for starters we got seraph of the end has reached 13 million copies in circulation this is one title in particular that i'm really meaning to get back to i probably want to start re-watching the anime at some point i mean we're in october vampires sounds fitting to be honest with you i might actually do that i might actually restart the anime from the beginning watch season one and two and then hop into the manga i'll never forget i really enjoyed the vibe from it i like the whole aspect the dynamic between the two mcs you know the one that's a human the one that's a vampire all of that jazz so i might get back into it in 13 million copies 
copies. Shoutouts to Seraph of the End. I've been meaning to hop back in at some given point. Then World Trigger by Daisuke Ashihara has reached 15 million copies in circulation according to the latest music TV program. So that's kind of weird. I would have expected Seraph of the End to have sold more than World Trigger. But then again, World Trigger is like a popular Shonen Jump title. And Seraph of the End that's kind of been like not really Shonen Jump. Just, you know, around the way, so to speak. So yeah, either way, congrats to both of those series. Still going strong. Um, but between the two. And I actually started World Trigger and I never actually finished it either. So I'm probably going to go though with Seraph of the End first. And then maybe World Trigger after. Next up, this was a very, very big deal. And if you're not caught up to the latest episode episode of Boruto episode 218 and you do not want to be spoiled because it was a major major event that just happened I'm giving you a warning a spoiler warning I'm going to be talking about it because it came out on CNN in Indonesia that's how big of a deal this was because in case you don't know the latest episode of Boruto episode 218 was exactly 19 years after the first episode of Naruto aired over there in Japan so it was a very big deal already just that like holy cow the 19th anniversary of the Naruto anime and then now boruto is you know running strong kudos there but uh the event was so big the again spoiler you've been warned the passing of kurama the nine-tailed fox his death was so impactful that in indonesia they reported on it on cnn said indonesia takes the death of kurama to the next level translation kurama's death at 19 years naruto and it was actually live on cnn they reported on it probably because a lot of people were going crazy over there and like you know really emotional about it because we was all crazy and emotional about it but fam what type of series like yo that that's something different it hits different when it reaches levels like that like yo cnn like it, when cnn is reporting on it and it's not in some type of like because they they've reported on anime related stuff in the past quote unquote where like some sickles is doing some sick shit and they want to tie it back to anime and stuff like that but when they're reporting on it in this light in this manner of like yo this epic stuff happened in the manga and it was so impactful or in the anime it was so impactful that people in real life are you know dealing with it it's kind of crazy this is dope like that is different levels that is a, a different feel altogether big big shout outs again to naruto 19 years ago the first episode of naruto aired and we're 19 years later and you know it's just kind of crazy how it landed that 19 years later the nine-tailed fox passes away wild stuff you know we got the first appearance of karama 19 years ago and boom um, shout out to CNN Indonesia for reporting on that. That is really, really cool. Next up, people, we got some updates on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie that's coming out in December. And we got some character designs this time for four different characters in particular. First of all, we got Yuta um okotsu and wow he, he looks pretty dope i ain't gonna lie like uh pretty much what i would expect from you know going from manga to anime because he was already in the manga and you know jujutsu kaisen zero and then we got maki oh my god i can't wait to see some of that maki absolute greatness i forgot that she was in jujutsu kaisen zero holy cow baby let's freaking go we got inumaki which hey eh, look for, uh, now that i look at holy cow he kind of looks like bakugo from my hero academia in this image <laughs> hey and then panda god bless panda bro look at him swinging his arms i just can't freaking wait for this movie it just says jujutsu kaisen zero movie scheduled for december 24th in japan again characters yuta maki inumaki and panda and boy oh, i wish we could get this i wish it was debuting over here like what talk about a christmas eve to remember if we was able to watch that like over here on hbo max for example and, and theater oh my god i would spend christmas watching this film like that ah oh. 
alas, we, we must wait. I'm imagining uh, probably January, February-ish we'll get the film over here in theaters, and I'm going to watch the living crap out of it maybe even twice. In case y'all know, I really, really love Jujutsu Kaisen. But yeah, those were the designs for four of the main characters of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Can't freaking wait. Okay, people, next up, unfortunately, I got some very sad news to bring to you guys. Um, somebody that worked on the Eden Zero anime in particular, the director, recently passed away and yo it's just been i ain't gonna lie i don't know how many deaths i've reported on and, and terrible news i reported on in the last year or so but this one again it weighs heavy man it, it weighs heavy when you know what these people deliver you know what these people go through to deliver this stuff and just in general some sad shit all around Let's read. Eden Zero anime director Yushi Suzuki passes away. The official Twitter account and website for the Eden Zero franchise announced after the anime ended on Sunday that the anime's director Yushi Suzuki passed away on September 9th at a Tokyo hospital. Suzuki worked as a key animator on several series such as Fairy Tale, uh, Valvrave the Liberator, Pretty Rhythm, Aurora Dream. He then directed episodes of the third Fairy Tale season, Log Horizon, Destruction of the Round Table, Card Fight Van. Vanguard GZ, Talentless Nana, Cho Soku Henke, Gyo Zetter, and other series. Eden Zero was the first full series he directed. Condolences to his family. RIP to this man. Uh, you know, him doing all of that work. I can only imagine the amount of time he went through. And it's just, it's cr crazy. You know, talk about a, a terrible way to end the series. You know, you finish Eden Zero and then you find that out. Um, I, don't, I don't even know. Just, again, rest in peace to this man. And... Um, his legacy will live on because, you know, directing Eden Zero, Eden Zero, we just got the announcement, which I guess I'll report on that as well. Because it was also reported that the Eden Zero anime will continue in the future. However, no further details were added. So it could be that they're going to do a film in the future. It could be that they're going to do season two. But according to the official Eden Zero uh, Twitter account, it said the anime will continue in the future. So his legacy will live on indeed. But, you know, it's just sad man i ain't gonna lie it's just heartbreaking when i gotta report these big news stories you know we just lost the author of gogol 13 now the director of the eden zero anime just sad all around okay people next up we got a story regarding the kochi kame author doing a tribute to dragon ball i reported a few weeks ago maybe even a month ago now at this point that they're going to be doing for the next three years almost every month you're going to be getting from notable authors tributes to dragon ball to honor the big anniversary that's coming within three years uh, according to this one it just says kochi kame creator osamu akimoto illustrated a tribute to the 28th dragon ball volume cover in the latest psycho jump issue 11 and and i'm guessing Guessing the tribute here because at first when I looked at it I was like I, I don't understand it I'm guessing that's supposed to be like Bulma and Goku like he has like a turtle shell on his back I ain't gonna lie it's not the greatest Dragon Ball tribute but yeah I'm seeing the picture next to it okay I guess like it's supposed to be a tribute to Master Roshi on a bicycle not the greatest tribute in the world because it just looks like it's Kochikame on, on a motorcycle which I think he rides a motorcycle so I'm a little bit unsure of what they were going for with this unless this isn't the actual tribute and this is just the cover of it either way Kochikame author doing tribute to Dragon Ball and I'm gonna keep reporting on these because it's really dope that they're having big authors every month doing something really cool for the series and the franchise and while we're at it just something I wanted to take a look at we got a bunch of color pages from the latest issue of Psycho Jump I've been telling you Shueisha is really trying to push this Psycho Jump especially with the new Demon Slayer spinoff that they just started uh, publishing in there so for starters this is the Kimetsu 
Kazuya Yada spinoff manga series Kimetsu Gakuen's Color Page, and it's of the one of the Hashida, and it looks kind of cool. It looks, you know, just chibi eyes, so to speak. Then we got a Twin Star Exorcist Color Page. I think that's of the real serialized series, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, adding into there about the ending of the series, how it's ending. Then we got One Piece Gakuen Color Page and the latest issue of Psycho Jump. I love this one. Is that Luffy? Wow, that's Luffy Law and Kid, and they're doing a race against oh Akainu. <laughs> this is a really really dope one holy shit i like this one a lot then we got my hero academia team up mission color page by yoko akiyama it's pretty simplistic for the most part it's just like two pictures of De is that deku and bakugo oh no i think that's deku and bakugo yeah i want to say that's deku and bakugo kind of cool stuff there and we got super dragon ball heroes big bang mission by nagayama yoshitaka and i don't know who any of these characters are i'm just assuming they're all like the bad guys from dragon ball heroes but yeah because i think they got a manga over there if i'm not mistaken as well super dragon ball heroes and looks kind of cool i mean they look all badass as hell the designs himself especially the dude with the black and yellow rabbit ears do look sick and while we're on it looking at color pages this was just an update from the creator or one half of the creators of death note and his new comedy series it says debut color page of comedian focused manga series shoha shoten by death note artist takeshi obata in collaboration with writer asakira akinari and the latest shonen jump square issue 11 and again it looks very you know like Bakuman-ish, so to speak, but I don't know. They're in front of a microphone. I go lie. I wonder how that would be like if they're like maybe comedians or something, and it's funny. Either way, I like the art. It looks kind of cool, and it's dope to see that he just ended Platinum End not that long ago. He's straight back to work. He don't play. Like I respect the living crap out of that type of hustle because I got that same mentality. I want to keep on working. When I'm done with this episode of Forever News, I'm gonna go check my TikTok, make sure that my videos is all in order. I'm gonna go check the Facebook, make sure there's any post that i need to add i'm gonna go check the community tab on youtube make sure my polls the comments like i'm gonna keep on i'm gonna go on twitter see if there's any articles i may have missed for the next episode of forever news never stop the grind never stop the hustle keep chasing your dreams shout out to Takeshi obata amazing stuff next up for fans of the manga major um, yeah, you're going to be very, very disappointed to hear this because according to this, it says Major 2nd by Takuya Mitsuda will go on hiatus. No return date announced, but it won't be longer than a year according to the artist. So it could be basically up to a year that it's going to be on hiatus. And I want to say I read somewhere else that basically the author had initially went on hiatus and he thought he was strong enough to come back and he came back and he kind of started feeling ill again. So that's why he's going on another break. And I ain't going to lie. I totally get, you know, where the fans come from like yo we want our manga but if you're feeling ill f your manga okay just flat out screw it move it aside go get some rest get some you know get better and then come back to it like there's no reason to continue to work where your body is falling apart if you're at that stage you need to relax and don't worry about and I'm very happy that he's going on another hiatus just because if it's a health related issue and you need to heal up go heal up fans can wait but yeah I understand as well fans being disappointed It'll be up to about a year that Major will be on hiatus if you were looking forward to the next chapter. Moving forward, we got a big random One Piece related update that I just was not expecting. I was like, what the hell? So apparently to celebrate the thousandth episode of One Piece over here in the West, they're going to be re-releasing in theaters the One Piece Strong World film. Y'all remember Strong World? That was like the first really big One Piece film that everybody went crazy for. According to this, it says, Toei 
animation, Fathom Event screen One Piece film Strong World in U.S. theaters in November. Toei Animation and Fathom Events announced on Monday that they will hold a special theatrical screening of the One Piece film Strong World anime film to celebrate the upcoming 1000th episode of the One Piece anime. The film will screen with the English dub on November 7th and with English subtitles on November 9th in select theaters in the United States. The screening will also include the United States premiere of the 2011 One Piece 3D Mugiwara chase film. I actually had seen that and it was like um, CGI I remember and oh god oh Toei you're really into that CGI huh? In case people don't know what I'm referring to the Dragon Ball Super Superhero trailer that we got. And I ain't gonna lie out of just wanting to have a good time I could see myself going. I'm not sure right now if I will go because I already got my tickets pre-ordered for which is not that far off from this. It's uh, October 29th for the My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission film. Like I'm already going for that one. I don't know if you know in a, a little bit over a week if I'm gonna want to go again to the movies this time to see One Piece you know Strong World when I have it on Blu-ray. I have it twice. I think I even got somewhere around here you probably can't see but I even got a limited edition blu-ray copy of it and stuff like that so I don't know if I want to go I'd only go for the experience of just being able to say I'm at the theaters watching another One Piece film and it's Strong World so maybe maybe I don't know and if I did when I'd probably bring like my nieces and nephew and watch it in dub or something like that even though I'm not the biggest fan of the One Piece dub oh god if y'all heard that Gear 4th dub line <laughs> but yeah people if you're excited or interested One Piece Strong World hitting theaters select theaters check your local listing November 7th November 9th um I think it's kind of cool that they're doing that for the thousandth episode anniversary something special for the west like why not yeah sure I just don't know if I'm going to do it I might I don't know moving forward Black Clover fans this is why I refer to Tabata as one of the goats this right here really touched me this right here was um relatable on certain levels like this was basically a comment in volume 30 uh, from Yuki Tabata himself giving us a little bit of um, his life story and his relationship with his father or lack thereof and how it affects him and his daughter and it was just emotional let's read afterward volume 30 has been released when the series started I thought I would be happy if I could draw up to volume 30 when I saw my two-year-old daughter draw I remembered how I had been drawing since I could remember when I was in kindergarten I liked Dragon Ball and my mother drew me a copy of Goku and I started drawing different drawings of Dragon Ball like crazy and I think my mother thought that I was really good I'm not a person who remembers many things but I do remember that I was in elementary school and thinking I want to draw but I couldn't draw it right, so I cried. And I remember my mom saying, if you're gonna cry, don't draw anymore. Which, holy shit, that kind of sounds a little bit like um, Deku's origin story with his mom. That's kind of crazy. Uh, my father died in a car accident when I was my daughter's age. That's why I don't remember anything about my father. I've seen pictures of him and he looked like me. My relatives say that my dad was also good at making money, although not as good as Hiroki. I'm not sure who Hiroki is. Uh, I think my parents are responsible for me being able to say that I'm good at drawing. I was able to read my favorite manga and draw everything I wanted. So thanks to my parents, I am where I am today. Thank you. My father died when I was only a few years old, so I will live and live for him and love and love for my wife and daughter for him. Oh shit, that kind of hit. Wow. Absolutely just got to say massive, immense respect and praise to Yuki Tabata. As a father, I can relate as somebody that um, has been through certain situations that uh, I can resonate with, uh, with what he was saying. 
man, just this is why I, I respect y- Yuki Tabata immensely. Amongst many other things, you know, he's been, you know, in the arena for 30 volumes now, still kicking strong with Black Clover. Um, shout outs to him, man. And it's kind of crazy, you know, him talking about trying to draw since, you know, drawing Dragon Ball and kind of really putting an emphasis on art being something that he's focused on. And I'll be honest with you, for the longest time, Black Clover's character designs have been my favorite character designs in Shonen Jump. I just love the aesthetic of the way the Black Clover character designs are from especially characters like Nozel, going back to his previous series, Hungry Joker, that was the brother of um, Haiji, Haiji's older brother and stuff like that. Not Siasu, that was his name. Like, I love that character design. That character design, there's something about it that it just got a lot of swag and drip to it. Just big, big shout outs to Yuki Tabata, everything you've been through. I don't know, it's something about when I see fathers that really love their child and he's always talking about his child. You know when somebody's constantly talking about how much they love their child, they love their child usually. So uh, shout outs to Yuki Tabata, man. Really, really just heartwarming stuff. And I'm going to keep on championing the series until the very end. 30 volumes. Congrats. Let's do 30 more if you can. Hunter Hunter fans, I don't want to get your hopes up. There's no anime return. There's no manga return. Tagashi don't care about us anymore. No. <laughs> but there's something cool here to note. According to this, it says Hunter Hunter will be getting a special illustration to celebrate the TV anime's 10th anniversary in the next issue of Weekly Shonen Jump. So as a consolation prize of the manga being on hiatus for over a thousand days now and the anime being over for seven years, near the drawing hey i wonder if the drawing is even from tagashi himself or it's just the editorial staff they're like get an artist get somebody to draw some shit this guy don't give a fuck we got a fan base we got to make sure they know that it still exists so just send somebody out there get the bc team whatever draw some shit hunter hunter like it's sad that this is what we get like no chapter in a thousand days no anime no nothing not even a whisper of tagashi and what we get in return is here's a drawing hey i i respect his health issues and all that jazz but in three years you couldn't have dropped one chapter a chapter a year i find that hard to believe that you can't muster up the strength to draw a, a page a, a month you can't draw a page a month a page a month Come on, man. Like, we got to be realistic a, a, to a certain degree and understand that Tegashi is in a situation where he probably don't want to draw no more. He probably genuinely does not want to draw no more on top of already all of his health issues. But realistically, if you can't bang out a chapter, a half a chapter, something in all of this time, you probably aren't interested. And I could completely understand in a certain regard of like, yo, my health has deteriorated from this. I love it. But also, you know, if you, I, I have a big video that I made several years back that really dove into and explained the situation with Hunter Hunter and Yoshihiro Togashi. Not only just his physical health, but it sounds like mental health is a big spot on all of this. The fact that he wants to be able to do everything by himself and realistically he can't and he doubts himself on the quality of his drawings and stuff like that. It's really fascinating. So I get it on many different levels and I empathize and sympathize with Yoshihiro Togashi's plight. However, I do gotta say the fans that have invested, and I'm not even speaking for myself, forget it. I own every volume of Hunter Hunter today and I'm still not even speaking for myself if he don't ever want to draw another chapter a day in his life it is what it is i'm i'm fine with it i've come to terms with it i love hunter hunter yu yu haka show his previous series before that is my favorite series of all time like I'm, I'm cool with it all right but for the people that aren't for the people that have invested and this is their goat and all of that jazz i feel bad for them and it kind of feels a little shitty that we can't get a chapter a year like a uh, uh, bi-yearly chapters like you know drawing half a chapter a year or something like that come on man come on but yeah 
Here's an illustration for you guys. Moving forward, Kaguya-sama Love is War fans. Now, I want to say I've watched like a few episodes back in a year ago now, maybe, or something like that. And I liked what I saw, I ain't gonna lie. It was kind of like, imagine a romance comedy using elements of the battle between Light and L from Death Note. That was, that was the, the interesting aspect of it. But according to this, it says, Kaguya-sama Love is War by Aka Akasaka will start its final arc in the upcoming weekly Young Jump issue 47 out October 21st so basically Kaguya Sama Love is War is entering its final arc which I could see it I wouldn't be surprised if they're already working on the next season of the anime and maybe it'll wrap it, itself up and all of that which I was kind of surprised when I just saw right now Young Jump so is that considered a seinen manga like Kaguya Sama Love is War but yeah I don't really got too much to say uh again I've only seen like a handful of episodes from the beginning I know it sucks for Kaguya Sama Love is War fans we just talked about Twin Star Exodus in its final arc as well a lot of stuff is ending but I've come to to a certain degree because I know if one of my favorites ended tomorrow was announced it was ending tomorrow I'm gonna myself and be all upset but um i'm starting to get numb things gotta end new manga will start up that you'll fall in love with new anime will start up that you'll fall in love with it's something of acceptance and it's a difficult process to reach and i know i'm getting a little bit deep but um, once you get to acceptance you start to understand things end and it's sad but new stuff will start and you'll fall in love with it and you'll remember kaguya-sama for the great times you had and you'll love the new stuff next up the reason i picked up on this story because normally i wouldn't have reported on it but um i have a niece that for whatever reason really loves using funimation like that's her thing she doesn't really care for like crunchy roll like that uh it's just funimation and she was watching jujutsu kaisen but she couldn't watch it anymore because it wasn't on funimation i think i had her like watching my crunchy roll something like that and she wanted to watch it on funimation and now for fans of uh jujutsu kaisen it says time to schedule your next anime marathon night all 24 episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen are heading to Funimation subbed and dubbed today. So if you're a subscriber of Funimation, you can watch Jujutsu Kaisen now. I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I would love to get a rewatch on. I don't know if I'm gonna have the time because so many things is coming out this month that I'm into. But yeah, if you want to watch Jujutsu Kaisen subbed and dubbed, it is now available on Funimation. Yeah, let's spread Jujutsu Kaisen out there. Let's get that bad boy going. Just felt like I needed to put this out there. I don't know, my niece <laughs> loves Funimation, so I'm sure there gotta be some other people out there that are like, no, that's the service I use. And I also heard that they updated their video player recently as well. So big kudos to them if they're doing that too. Okay, people, next up. This is very important when it comes to the Boruto anime because this is going into the anime canon, anime only filler, every term you wanna call it. Basically, it's stuff that's not from the manga that's being animated into the anime. Alongside it is also so marking episode 220 and on which in case you don't remember original naruto had 220 episodes boruto is now about to eclipse that in another couple weeks with 220 plus episodes but this is what's going to happen after the ishikyo sutsuki stuff in the anime obviously the manga is still going and whatnot but we're going to take a look we're going to start off with um and this is all courtesy of organic dinosaurs shout outs to them always giving us the scoop on boruto it says summary for boruto anime up 220 remaining time which is broadcasting on october 17th People who have been etched with a karma by a member of the Otsutsuki clan gradually have their minds and bodies get taken over during their Otsutsuki transformation. The situation surrounding Boruto and his Otsutsuki transformation is quite serious.
serious. In addition, they need to discuss Code, who is the leader of Kara and his movements. Boruto's father, who is the Nandame Hokage, Naruto, calls for a Gokage summit in order to convene with the others and talk about these matters. That is dope. A Gokage summit. Let's go. Amongst the topics is the progression of Boruto's Osutsuki transformation, which will eventually become a situation with a level of threat that would be on par with Ishiki's case. And so, it became a question of what would be done if that situation arises. Could anything even be done about it at all? The Godaime Kazakage Gara then asked Naruto, are you prepared to attack and take down your own son? As the Hokage and Boruto's father, what will be Naruto's decision? Whoa! Let's go, baby! I go a lot for some anime-only stuff. That sounds hype. Y'all know me. I keep it a bean. If it's boring or it sounds stupid or it's like, get it out of here, I'm going to tell you when it sounds hype as shit, I'm going to tell you that too. That sounds interesting. Bringing in all the Kage and, and shit. Like, they don't really do that often. But when they do... This sounds hype. Then we got the synopsis for episode 221, The Chunin Exams Again, which airs October 24th. And by the way, episode 220, aside from the Gaara and Gokage Summit, I guess there's going to be manga content in there as well. So it will be somewhat from the manga, but 220 will also have anime original stuff, which I'm gonna lie, that doesn't sound bad at all so far. But let's see about these Chunin Exams Again. It says Chunin Exams Again, October 24th. At Naruto's suggestion, the Chunin Exams will take place in Konoha Gakure village for the Genin. Since everyone in the village has grown uneasy due to Ishiki's raid, the other objective of the Chunin exam is to cheer everyone up. Boruto and the peers in the same Genin class are each heading towards their own goals. These Genin are gathering together and aiming to be promoted to Chunin status. Up till now, they've all been teammates who have completed numerous missions together and have gained considerable experiences from doing them. Now it's time to show off the results of their accumulated training. Everyone is super motivated to tackle the exams. Who will achieve their dearest wish of being promoted to Chunin. Okay, so it seems like it's the setup for the Chunin exams again, which my thing about the Chunin exams again is I remember in Shippuden when they did oh, the Chunin exams again and I want to say, I forget where it was, but it was like a flashback to OG Naruto I want to say when they tried to do the Chunin exams again and I want to say there was even an OVA where Naruto did the Chunin exams again so they've done stuff like this a couple times which is why I'm not all that enthusiastic like, oh, the Chunin exams because I remember correctly the Shippuden Chunin exam again wasn't the most exciting to be honest with you but maybe Piro can do things differently now because I feel like they got a little bit more control and say so with the Boruto anime than they did with Shippuden like Shippuden Kishimoto was like you better not do anything that messes with my story this one it seems a little bit more lax where they could do certain things to develop certain characters and also hey if we are inevitably going into a time skip it would be dope to get some of these characters promoted to Chunin so when we get to the time skip you see them in their Chunin outfits and maybe they could be a little bit more relevant moving forward then we got episode 222 the eve before the decisive battle and that's slated for broadcast on halloween october 31st the final test of the chunin exams has been announced holy cow so in 221 wow we're already going to get it started and in 222 we're in the uh, finals of it so this isn't going to be long at all the format will be individual combat matchups last time not many candidates remain for the final test but this time boruto and many of his peers from the same class of genin have made it each of them are very determined and are starting to make their final preparations amongst the finalists are team seven who have a top ranked track record the members of team 10 and izuno wasabi who has been putting forth a lot of effort into her missions despite the absence of kake Sumi 
me they oh this is adding in that team 10 i think were they team 10 team 16 i remember but i just remember every time there was anime only episodes about them i hated it i'm just being honest in addition the test rules have changed the use of self-made scientific ninja weapons are permitted kaminari man denki and kurogani subaki a samurai for an exchange student from the iron country and other finalists have been devoting themselves completely to the development and fine-tuning of their own scientific ninja weapons and so there will be many new formidable foes in the final test some hot battles are about to unfold it could be good i just hope they don't focus on that one in particular that i told you guys about because i remember that shit being boring whenever it was about that team in particular that sumide had left like Ugh. And then lastly, episode 223, Inojin vs. Hoki, which airs on November 7th. At last, the final tests have begun. The first round of the individual combat matchups will be the battle between Yamanaka Inojin and Taketori Hoki. Hoki and his comrades from Team 25 have been doing missions with the Anbu up till now. That kind of sounds interesting. Which is rare and unusual even amongst their own peers. That's why Nojin doesn't know what Hoki could be scheming or what tricks that Hoki might have up his sleeves. To start things off quickly, Inojin skillfully uses Choju Giga, Super Beast Imitating Drawing, which is a jutsu that is Inojin's forte. He is unable to drive Hoki into a corner. However, Hoki waits for a chance to use his jutsu. Suddenly, Inojin has completely lost sight of his enemy's whereabouts and the tables have turned. Who would ultimately be the winner? Meanwhile, Boruto and Mitsuki are heading over to the venue for the the final test since they are supposed to be participating in them en route they happen to catch sight of some suspicious looking people and decide to pursue them maybe it's kara and maybe this is why they're not going to be able to become chunin because they're not going to be able to enter the test so this is probably going to be a chunin exam for all of the other next generation that never get focused in on in the manga and anime i take that back in just the manga the anime does focus in on them so probably team seven is not going to be really all that involved i'm imagining in this one and it seems as though they mainly just wanted to cut straight to battles with this one it looks like episode 221 sets up the exam and gets through like the first couple rounds and then they just want to straight up jump into battles which i'm all fine with that especially if it's some cool stuff but we gotta wait and see these, these could either be hits or miss some of it sounds really dope some characters characters in particular i'm not too fond of but we gotta wait and see and i'm guessing maybe like some more outers of kara are going to be you know rummaging around the village which that's kind of some dope stuff to add in there as well but we gotta wait and see either way doesn't sound like the boruto anime is going to go into some complete slice of life boring shit after ishiki and that's good to hear and yeah people that's all the info on the boruto anime after the ishiki stuff episode 220 and beyond next up people shueisha takes an l because shueisha was trying to patent checker marks and all sorts of stuff from the demon slayer outfits y'all know uh tanjiro's outfit for example you know his black and, and green checkerboard cloak or whatever that's a common pattern well shueisha was trying to patent it so that they you know trademark it so that they own it however shueisha fails appeal for tanjiro nezuko zenitsu pattern trademarks huffington post japan reported on friday that shueisha failed its appeal to trademark the clothing patterns for the following demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba characters tanjiro nezuko and zenitsu the trademark was denied on may 26th shueisha submitted an appeal on july 6th which was formally rejected on september 17th regarding tanjiro's pattern the japan patent office noted that the checkmark pattern was ubiquitous and that its appearance in demon slayer does not transcend the regular usage of a decorative pattern for clothing shueisha argued that tanjiro's pattern is distinct because it includes rectangles as well as squares and because it is enclosed in a black border while the jpo noted that the black lines could be seen the lack of blank space past the border made it difficult to discern at a glance therefore the design lacks significantly distinguishing traits from the historical use 
usage of the checkmark pattern. Shueisha has three months to file a second appeal. In June, the publisher successfully trademarked the clothing patterns for Gyu Tomioka, Shinobu Kocho, and Kyojiro Rengoku. So they got those down packed. The trademark applies to a diverse range of commodities such as smartphone, blah, blah, blah. So they actually won for a few patterns. But in terms of those, which I mean, looking at them, especially Tanjiro's, like hands down, Tanjiro's is one you cannot say. That's literally a checkerboard. Like, what are you doing, Shueisha? So they're taking the L on that. I'm not surprised. I'm actually happy. Like, I'm kind of surprised in a way because, you know, these companies be getting away with all sorts of stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm thankful because that's ridiculous. How are you going to own green and black checkerboards? Like, how? <laughs> how, Sway? Tell me. But it's Shueisha. They'll be fine. They got billions upon billions of dollars. And... I'm sure they're pissed off because I'm sure they want to make sure they make every last dollar from everything Demon Slayer because it makes so much money. I mean, so much. And now they can't really go after counterfeits in particular when it comes to those patterns because you don't own it. So one W for the little guy. Yeah. Okay, people. Next up, just an interesting update. The latest volumes from Shonen Jump are out and we don't have the sales yet, but we have their rankings of what they ranked upon release. And so far, it says first day of Shoseki is here for October volumes. Lots of releases almost claimed the entire top 10. So let's see how they progress over the upcoming days. And it's Jujutsu Kaisen at number one. Of course, I can't wait to see what those sales look like for first week. Uh, My Hero Academia number two with uh, smoking hot character on the cover I, I won't spoil then number three with black clover which i ain't gonna lie that that cover is clean and shout outs to black clover coming in you know top three baby that's a feat kochikame whoa <laughs> volume 201 and number four and then going down the road blue box marshall undead unluck that's crazy like marshall pretty much has double the popularity of undead unluck at this point it's clear every time i look at the volume sales it's almost pretty much exactly double now even with placements it's double and it sucks because i've heard nothing but praise for Undead Unluck from people that I caught up and it just really sucks that Undead Unluck ain't doing better considering a lot of people say that it's really good and Marshall's great too don't get me wrong but it's kind of crazy the difference in popularity also big big shout outs to Blue Box taking a closer look like Blue Box outdoing Marshall that's uh what is it a sports romance series if I'm not mistaken that's a very big difference from Marshall that is a battle series like shout outs to blue box and then just a couple of others in there ayakashi triangle at 15 yozaku the family at 19 me and roboko at 25 <laughs> magu chan at 36 and oh god candy flurry volume 2 at 89 yeah candy flurry had to go they they could see the writing on the wall that it was over but yeah i can't wait for these sales to come in and i ain't gonna lie most of these volume covers look really really good wow okay people next up for demon slayer fans that want to watch the Mugen train film even though the anime tv anime is coming out now so it's very very complicated what's going on here but apparently it will be on crunchyroll as well demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the movie Mugen train and its english dub are coming to crunchyroll following the announcement last week that the upcoming demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba Mugen train and entertainment district arts are coming to crunchyroll they're excited to announce that both the demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba tanjiro komodo unwavering resolve arc english dub and demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the movie mugen train will be available to users today and you'll be able to watch it right that's kind of crazy i don't know man I, I feel like they're doing they're going overboard with this like who's gonna want to watch the film right now let's just say and then on sunday start watching increments of the same stuff from the film i don't know like for me if i do rewatch the mugen train film it'll be down the road if i decide which i highly doubt i'm more than likely just going to wait till december to watch the entertainment district arc maybe in december right before the entertainment district arc i'll rewatch the film and then watch it or something but I don't know. They're, they're just it's too much. It's too much in my opinion of Mugen Train Film is here. Mugen Train Film is there. The TV anime of the Mugen Train re-adaptation is here. There's 
It's too much to me. But hey, hats off to you if you're excited for all of this. Don't get me wrong. I really love Demon Sayer. I genuinely love Demon Sayer. Like, I don't know if you can see. Uh, I got plushies for days up there. Like, I, I love Demon Sayer. But they're just, they're milking it. Honestly, it's it's clear as day. Like, the Demon Sayer, the, the moving train, I get it. It was one of the most successful things in the world. I don't want to keep on rewatching it over and over again. No. And I'm sure I'm going to buy the film of it as well. Still, like... No. Moving forward, Pokemon fans. This was something that caught my eye. It says, Pokemon the Movie Secrets of the Jungle will debut on Netflix October 8th. So in a couple days from now. And they tweeted it to remind. And I ain't gonna lie, the art and animation from it looks dope. And it, it seems as though that that's going to be par for the course for Pokemon movies moving forward being on Netflix. And that's kind of dope. But I ain't gonna lie, I want to say I heard that this is one where they actually mention Ash's father. Which he hasn't been mentioned in 100 billion years. So I'm excited for that. Even though that's usually just a ploy. Like they usually do very important things that old Pokemon fans might like. They'll reference it and you know put it out there in the press release as well. So that people will be like, I'm interested. And then... 99% of the film will be a standard Pokemon movie. And then, oh yeah, Ash has a father, guys. Oh yeah, I wonder what he's doing. Boom, done. But the art and animation alone is very, very pretty. And I might actually check it out if it's on Netflix. I've been in a Netflix mood lately there. All their moves are working because they've been having me on there. I just finished watching the, the latest Dave Chappelle uh, comedy special. And I'm watching Squid Game. Like, yeah, they're doing their thing. Next up. You got to have some massive, massive gojones to try and do this one. Because, <laughs> let's just read, people. Let's just read. Cat on a hot tin roof manhwa ends serialization after plagiarism accusations of Japanese manga. The cat on a hot tin roof manhwa announced on September 24th that it was ending serialization just over a month after launch. The series had faced accusations of imitating designs and layouts from Naoki Odasawa's monster manga and the Evangelion anime series. Comparison pictures between the manhwa and monster began circulating on a forum on September September 16th, the Korean webtoon platform Naver Webtoon, which published the manhwa, acknowledged the accusations in a statement on September 18th. It noted that after consulting with the artist, it has decided to conclude the manhwa's serialization. The publisher apologized for not upholding its responsibilities to protect intellectual property rights and expressed regret to readers for causing concern. Readers earlier pointed out similarities with Evangelion's character designs and story, arguing that the two main characters strongly resemble Shinji and Kaworu. Some readers also noted similarities with the Stand By Me 1986 American film, which is based on the Stephen King novella, The Body. And isn't this like the second time now that a manhwa or webtoon was accused of something like this? Or was that a manga that was trying to uh, get away with like parroting all of these big popular isekais? I don't know, but there's been a little bit of plagiarism going on lately. And I go like, taking a look at the design of this image, the one image that they have on this article, it straight up looks like a, a Shenji. And you could even argue that the other character kind of looks like Johan from Monster. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, especially if people are going rampant about it. But I'm wondering how much of it is plagiarism and how much of it is actually like just being inspired like if a character kind of looks similar a lot of characters look similar but the story is mad different then there's a different ball game but if you're like plucking out straight character arcs and story and, and also stuff you might get smacked like they just did like lesson learned make your own stuff come up with your own ideas yeah you could be inspired inspiration is absolutely great and all of that jazz don't rip shit from stories because you're gonna get caught and have an embarrassing moment and 
this person's career might be over. Next up, Tokyo Revengers fans. If you're a big fan of the manga, according to this, Tokyo Revengers Zero by Ken Wakui, a special extra short chapter that was originally published in Young Magazine, is getting republished in the latest weekly Shonen Magazine issue 45, and it looks like it's with Draken on the cover, if I'm not mistaken. I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna read this. I've loved Tokyo Revengers ever since I caught up, in case you ain't watched. I made a couple of videos about it now. Uh, I love Tokyo Revengers. I've been reading it week to week, and I'm definitely going to read this one shot as well. This looks dope, and shout out to Tokyo Revengers. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's really good. It's really, really good. You should be reading. And people, lastly, oh, Dragon Ball, we might be in trouble. I don't know, because some people were, were sticking up for the latest Dragon Ball stuff. But y'all know, recently, we got the big announcement over the summer that the next Dragon Ball Super movie was underway. Dragon Ball Super Superhero, all of that jazz. We got the CGI trailer that I didn't really care for. Some people were sticking up for it saying it didn't look bad. Well, we got a new poster for the upcoming Dragon Ball Super Superhero film. And looking at it, it looks CGI'd. It don't look like that's 2D animation. In fact, it kind of looks almost like fighters. And it has Goku and Piccolo in the middle. And then those two new characters from Toriyama. But I, I got a strong feeling that a lot of this film, if not the entirety of it, is going to be CG made. And I'm not looking forward to that. I'm just going to keep it real. I know there's some people that are defending it. And I'm going to give it a shot. I'm watching it regardless. Let me be clear on that. I'm watching it regardless. Whether it's CG or 2D, I'm watching it. I've watched every Dragon Ball related thing ever. So I'm absolutely watching it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to like it and that I'm looking forward to it per se. This is in fact the least hype I've ever been for anything Dragon Ball related anime wise, manga wise, anything in general. Like this is the least hype I've been because I'm looking at this poster and it, it looks like like I'm about to go play Dragon Ball Fighters. Like I don't know. I, I, I don't really rock with this. And again, I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope that they blow me out the water and this is a whole new take and it's awesome and stuff like that. But I'm not excited. I'm not. I want you guys to tell me though. Am I bugging out? Does this image look absolutely insane? Does it look great? Maybe I'm just hating or something. But it looks like it's going to be a CG fest. And I'm not here for it. I'll just be honest with you. But we got to wait and see. Because uh, NYCC is going to be happening soon. Where we're going to get a ton of updates on Dragon Ball Super Superhero. But as it stands right now. That don't look promising at all. But yeah, people, that's all we have for today's episode. I'm very curious what you guys think. What are the stories that caught your interest the most? The stories that had you rocking? Anything you just got to say in general? But yeah, people, that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are in the description below. I'm from Neverworld. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga. Oh, life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Whatever News. Have an awesome day. Sandman.